Coming up, we're going to talk NFL Week 4. It was certainly a weird week because if you were to name it, it would be a tale of two weeks. Because week three, we had some lopsided wins. We had history made. Week four, it was weird because a lot of the teams that won last week got destroyed uh, this week. So we're going to talk about that. I'm going to give my week five picks. Talk some wrestling because we got fast lane going on tonight in Indy. And basketball's getting ready to start. Baseball's getting into uh, the, the playoffs. Lots going on. DLS Central starts now. Welcome to DLS Central. I'm Damon Smith, host of the show, and I'm excited. We, we've got another great week of NFL action coming up. Uh, we've got last week was really fascinating, and um, because we've after like th this week four would have been uh, like the. Getting through September, we can kind of get a picture of what teams really are, which teams are legitimate, uh, which teams are in trouble, and who would probably realistically be a playoff threat. And I think we'll learn even more uh, by the end of October. But usually September and mid-October are fill-out uh, fill weeks. Uh, that way we can see who's really good, who's trending up, and who just doesn't have it. So my Browns, it's still hard to make of what what they are and what they aren't, mainly because they had a great week last week, but then this, you know, this, this past week, uh, you know, they had a good week three, but then week four, they just fell off a cliff against their division rival Ravens at home. Uh, which is the worst kind of loss that you want to you want to give up is a twenty five point beatdown at home, uh, but there were reasons for that, and a big reason was we we didn't have all of our horses. I mean, when when you look at uh, the fact of the matter is Deshaun didn't play; he, he's dealing with a shoulder injury. Of course, Chubb is out uh, for the season, and um, we we had to end up starting. Our, our rookie, uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson. And needless to say, it was definitely a welcome to the NFL game for him. Uh, he looked great in the preseason, but that's another reason why we just got to chill out <laughs> when it comes to the preseason because preseason don't really mean anything, man. But it, it's about what you got when you actually get in these games. Uh, because nobody's playing at full speed. Uh, there's a lot of guys uh, that, um, you know, that are going on where it's like the um, they're trying to make a team and the competition just isn't peak. And I think Dorian just he just found out that it's it's hard. It's a different level. Now, hopefully he'll he'll get an opportunity to redeem himself. I do think that he that that he's OK. I just. Three interceptions and it, it was it's and and having to play against the Ravens, it it really did show that he's 
not quite ready for prime time yet. Um, and he just needs some cooking. But with Stefanski getting you know, getting with them and, and then working on his uh, his, his ability and his skill, uh, he should be able to rise to the occasion and play better football. But it was the worst kind of game for a rookie to have. Uh, he just really couldn't make any impact. And neither could our running backs. And we got Kareem Hunt. But we only gave him five five carries for twelve yards, and I don't think you can really do anything with that. Uh, leading rusher was Pierre Strong, um, but to th- their game plan was wrong for this because if you know your quarterback is compromised, don't put him in a situation where you're going to force him to throw the ball thirty six times. Like he should he. He should have been running the ball. Kareem Hunt, that's why you got Hunt there is to replace Chubb. This was a run-the-ball game, and they just – I don't think it was something where uh, they they really planned well for, for this matchup. And, of course, Lamar was just Lamar. Now, Lamar didn't even throw it a lot. He was 15 for 19, uh, but he had two touchdowns. And it's like he – he was able to to utilize uh, the miscues of of uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson and just you know just the the, the terrible game plan of our offense and uh, of course also uh, you know uh, not Nick Chubb I want to say <laughs> but uh, Miles Garrett goes down so he you know he left the game in a boot and that that didn't necessarily help things so. For Cleveland, we're looks like we're banged up at the moment. Hopefully, uh, with the bye week that they have uh, in week five, that allow Miles to be able to get some much needed rest. Uh, you know, Deshaun will be able to nurse uh, the, the shoulder injury and be right back, uh, and we can come back and have a better offensive game plan. Uh, but yeah, Ravens just they they dominated us, and the Ravens needed that win too. Uh, they they really did because they they haven't been playing their best ball either. Uh, but for them to be three and one, that really that puts them at the top of the division. Now it doesn't mean that the Browns are out of it because the Bengals are terrible and the Steelers aren't looking great either. So I would say the Browns are the second best team in the in the AFC uh, North at the moment, but the Ravens are separating themselves and, and sending a clear message that um that Lamar is is truly truly leading the team and 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 that even though they're they're dealing with a, a litany of injuries I was probably say the uh, Ravens probably are, are the most injury riddled team uh in the NFL right now they just they've they've been losing guys left and right but they find a way to win and that's good coaching and so, you know, hats off to their coaching staff, uh, you know, Harbaugh and the crew. Um, and, but, yeah, Jim, John Harbaugh, and uh, he, he coaches them up. And Lamar is a, is a superstar. Again, I think the, the thing with Lamar is we're, we're not worried about what he's going to do in a regular season. He always shows up. But it's about we're, we're, we're looking at him based on what he's going to do in the playoffs. That's what we that's what we're going to start really trying to to see 
what Lamar is. Can he elevate his team uh, beyond the first round or or beyond the second round? Can he get to the AFC Championship game? Can he get to the Super Bowl? Um, of course, he's the quarterback, but. There are times where if even if your defense isn't subpar, if your defense is keeping you in the game, you got to find a way to win it. You got to, you know, you got to find a way to to close the gap and, and get on the board and get yourself, get your team in the lead. And the quarterback has to be able to to, to show up, to be able to to continue to keep the offense running smoothly when you're up and, and protect that lead and dominate and add to the lead. Well, yeah, be an athlete, but if when you're down, the quarterback has to be able to make plays to 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 get the lead back. So, but Lamar's looking great. Tough, tough loss for the Browns, but uh, considering what we had to work with, you can't really <laughs> you can't get on them too bad. Um, but it. It was quite glaring because we put the we put the same hurting on Tennessee last week, which was like, whoa, now we got it thrown right back at us this week. And that was pretty much pretty much what week four was about. I mean, it was just a lot of opposite stuff going on. Um, now, I was happy for the Lions because they they beat the Packers in a rare in a game where we we rarely beaten the Packers in Lambeau, uh, and so that's a huge confidence booster for the Lions, and it also means that the Lions currently run the NFC North. There's no better team in that division than the Detroit Lions, and they're making a statement. They've got a good running game. They've got good, uh, you know, good quarterback play with golf. And they've they've got a really good receiving crew. The offensive line is holding up. They're giving golf some time to do some things. And defensively, they're they're getting after it. They're making things happen. So I'm I was really proud to see the Lions not just beat Green Bay at home, but dominate at home. Once they 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 scored 14 in the first quarter and 13 in the second quarter, it was 28 to <laughs> No, no, it was 27 to 3 at halftime and the game was over. Now, of course, in in Lions fashion, they let the Packers back in the game a little bit uh in the in the second half, but the good thing was that the Lions they scored another touchdown to really put the game away to kind of stop the momentum that the Packers are trying to build. And I wouldn't say that Jordan Love was terrible. I actually think Jordan Love is is better than advertised. I wasn't expecting much from Jordan Love, but I think Jordan Love is going to be pretty solid. It just, it wasn't their, their game, you know, this, this past Thursday. So great win by the Lions, they should really be proud and, and of themselves. And I, I wanna see I wanna see more of it. Even though they're three and one, they've had good starts before, um, but they faltered late in the season it, when they seemingly had a clear road. So my main thing for the Lions is to stay focused, stay consistent, uh, and don't taper off in uh in, in November and December, because those are 
are the months that are going to really solidify a playoff spot and, you know, determine if they're real or um, or they're just fool's gold. So but for right now, go Detroit. <laughs> now, Jags played the Falcons uh, as part of the international series. I believe they were in London and Jaguars, they, they bounced back off of a, a, a humiliating loss uh, the past week, and they beat the Falcons. They they really did need that kind of win because I was starting to look at the at the Jaguars like, uh, we may overhype them Be- because it seems like Trevor Lawrence is getting better and better. Um, we it it was easy to be like, oh, look out for the Jags. They're the sleeper team. And that's kind of what everybody was like. Oh, we gotta watch out for these Jaguars, and then they just. They started out one and two, you know, going into week four. And I think the Jaguars, they really needed to win that game because if they didn't, then it really it really would begin to uh, be glaring um, when it comes to the problems, maybe internally that they that they have. Uh, And maybe there's some things that they aren't supplying Trevor Lawrence with. Or defensively, there you know some things that are are missed, but they really needed that that game, especially uh, with trying to stay keep pace in their in their uh, the AFC South, and so it, it's competitive in the South, and it, it um, this year in which I didn't think there was much uh, competition in the Southern conferences uh, last year, or maybe even the year before last, to that matter, but. Uh, it was a good win for the Jags. Falcons, again, I don't expect much from the Falcons. I think the Falcons will be will be middle of the road. They're good enough to, to win some games, but I, they're, they're not a playoff team. And uh, so they we might see a lot of, you know, win one, lose two, win one, you know, that, that kind of pattern for Atlanta. But they do have some pieces. It's not like Atlanta is just terrible, but I don't think this is their year to win it all. So, uh, but good win for the Jags. Bengals Titans. Now, this was one where we I, we knew that the Bengals were dealing with some stuff, and Burrow's not healthy, obviously. Um, but and I don't think their defense is as great as maybe it was in past years. Uh, and it showed because the Titans just had their way. And the Titans bounced back because my Browns beat up on them, uh, shockingly. But then they got back, and uh, I think it lit a fire under them. And they knew they needed that win, too, because, again, you know, that that AFC South is a little bit more competitive, so they're trying to keep pace with the Jags, both the Jags and the Titans needed that win. And especially because you got the Colts. In there as well, the, the Colts aren't going to be a playoff team this year, but they definitely are frisky and um, they're, they're going to play. They're going to get into the they're going to get into the end zone. Scoring is not the Colts issue, um, but it, I think it's a defensive thing with the Colts. But the Titans are they have to, to keep pace. Uh, they've been commanding that AFC South for a while. Uh, and it, it might be a little tougher 
might be a little tougher for them to be the 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 uh, AOC South Kings this year. But beating the Bengals like they did, they certainly needed that to happen. And of course, Derrick Henry got loose, had 22 carries for 122 yards. And when, whenever you get uh, let Derrick Henry roam free and do some damage, you got something there. Now, and Tannehill, he was solid. He had touchdown, had a pick, but he didn't lose the game for them um, like he did last week uh, against the Browns. Or week three, I keep saying last week, week three against the Browns. That was that was rough for him. But their offensive line isn't necessarily that great. Um, and he's not necessarily a mobile quarterback. So it was open season uh, for Tannehill against uh, against Garrett but in the Browns, D. But against the Bengals, there really isn't much bite uh, to the Bengals defensively. So... Yeah, time plus they got to, you know, they started using that running game. And when the the Bengals really couldn't do anything offensively because the Titans had a good game plan. And, of course, after the game, they interviewed Jamar Chase. And Jamar uh, basically uh, made no no bones about it and said, look, I'm open all the time, um, which means that he's frustrated um, with with the decisions that uh, his quarterback is making when it comes to getting him the ball. But. Again, Burrow shouldn't be out there. He's if he's your franchise quarterback, and he's dealing with an injury in the lower extremities. Why is he in the game? Like sometimes it's just not your year. They're one and three, and if he's not 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 uh, right. It doesn't make sense to have him out there trying to make plays because now you're going to aggravate it and it could create uh, damage that may keep him out longer. So rehab him. It, it's OK. <laughs> it's OK. Uh, let let him get back in the top form so that you guys can really compete because it's not just on Burrow. It, part of that is. On uh, and I believe I heard something where it's like their offense really isn't that creative either, and so there there's some game plan things going on where defenses don't really have to work that hard against Cincinnati. So there's some things to address. Um, they they really need to sit sit Burrow down. Um, I think if they lose again, they probably should just punt on the season because they'll be one and four. And in that division, it's going to be tough to win games. And depending on what their schedule is, it may also be complicated. Let me take a look at what uh, they're what they're working with schedule wise, because they're they're fourth in the division. And I think the only reason why they're worse than the Steelers is because Steelers beat my Browns. Uh, but let's look at what they got. So they got to play the Cardinals this week. And much to my surprise, the Cardinals are better than, than expected. So they're going to have that. That's going to be a game. They, the Cardinals beat the Cowboys and, and let everybody know that, uh, they're, they're, they're not a rollover team. They're not going to be a, a punked team this year, but you know, they got to play the Cardinals. Then they got to play the Seahawks. Then they got to play the 49ers and then the Bills. Like, they don't win any of those. 
they they're probably gonna win any of those. Um, the the only one that they would have a chance in is the Cardinals, but that's in Arizona, and so they're yeah they're 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 in for a tough slate coming up, and it's not like the Texans. Are gonna be easy, so it's like Texans. Then got to play the Ravens, and then the Steelers, then the Jags. They 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 may things might lighten up for them against the Steelers and the Jags. Then they got to play the Colts. That's a tough game because the Colts are gonna score, and if if they can't keep up that offensive production, they're in trouble. Um, they can beat the Vikings. And they got to play the Steelers in Pittsburgh again. Then they got the Chiefs. <laughs> And then they close out the season against the Browns. And, I mean, they, they've been having a hard time beating my Browns. And it's it's going to be in on, on their field, but that's January. And where are they going to be? That that might That's not going to be an easy game for them either unless Miles is out um, or, or Deshaun is out. Um, so it's... Their 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 season. I would actually say they they need to just punt on the season. If Burrow's not good, if that calf isn't right, they just need to just let this one go. I would I would shut them down uh, for the rest of the season and just take take them L's and then come back stronger next season because. It's it's gonna be hard for them to win uh the next the next uh, five games and maybe even longer than that. It's, they're they're going they're gonna go to a really rough stretch. And uh yeah. <laughs> so uh sorry Cincinnati fans. I, I if you're listening, you know, but it, this isn't your season, and because it's not your season, there is no reason why Burrow should be out there if he's got a you know if his if his leg isn't a hundred percent, especially because that offensive line it, it's never been great. They've never been protecting him uh, quite like decently. They they really have been doing a good job of that. He's been making stuff happen. He's been taking a lot of hits, um, but. If he's got a bad leg, then he's not going to be able to evade uh, the the pass rush uh, like he maybe have, would have if he was a hundred percent. And it's just not worth it. He's your franchise quarterback. He he's a star. He he knows how to how to win games. Don't don't put him in harm's way. It's not worth it. So uh, we'll be right back with some more Week Four recap. Pick up a copy of my book, Watch Your Temper Today. We all get angry when things don't go our way, but how we handle it is what really matters. When Brandon and Trent get into a squabble, their dad teaches them an important lesson about what happens when anger goes unchecked. It's a great story about learning how to resolve issues peacefully and the danger of reacting in anger. Uh, it's, it's especially valuable for children who are learning uh, 
about how to control their emotions, especially things like anger. So pick it up on Amazon and you can also go to my website. The link is in the description of the podcast. Get a copy today and put some sunlight into your bookshelf. So this Rams-Colts game, I didn't think there it was going to be exciting, but it was a shootout. I mean, the Rams, they came out guns blazing against the Colts, and it looked like it was going to be a rout. And then next thing you know, the Colts just came roaring back and, and scored like 15 points <laughs> in the fourth quarter, eight to third. It, they, they made this one uh, a game. And, and forced OT uh, to end, but the Rams figured out a way to win it. But man, like the Colts, you're going to have to play all four quarters. It's not that you can't beat the Colts, but they keep coming. They keep coming. They don't get demoralized. And uh, even if they go down by like what they had, it was it was like they were down 20 to nothing going into halftime. And so to be able to have the poise and the determination to come back out and almost win the game and really put it on Stafford for that matter, because they started getting to him and it, it was, it was tough for him. And Stafford, he's, he, he's not a, he's not a spring chicken, uh, but I think the Stafford is definitely having a better season. He's looking great. Uh, he's making stuff happen. And, uh, you know, because Stafford, he's he's got skills, but man, those Colts, and that's a, again when I was talking about the when the Bengals play them, it's not going to be an easy game. Uh, they're they're gonna have to put up points. They're gonna have to use their weapons, and um, if they can't if they can't match the Colts' offensive output. They're going to lose that game, uh, just like the Rams almost lost it. So I thought it was going to be blah, but it actually was fireworks in this game. So hats off to the Rams. They're 2-2, two and two, and they're they're keeping pace with the Niners uh, in this, div- you know, with the Niners in this division and, and as well as the Cardinals So and the Seahawks. Uh, but they, they've got to they, – they're the team in that division that really has uh, – a, a small margin of of error, like they can't make mistakes. They have to play really sound, solid football, and every win really does count for them because um, I think they're a loss away from really losing pace uh, in that division. Bucks Saints. This one was blah. To you know, I feel like this one will be blah, but uh, Baker. Baker's looking good. Baker's looking good with these bucks. Now, granted, I mean, you know, I don't even want to say that. I don't want to, I want to try to downplay it. But Baker's looking good. <laughs> and I'm happy for him because I was starting to be concerned that he was going to fall out of starter status. Uh, we saw what he looked like in, in the Carolina. Uh, we saw, uh, you know, what he looked like, um, you know, before then in he goes to the Bucks. We saw what he looked like on the Rams. He had flashes, uh, but he just there, he couldn't really be consistent there either. And 
it felt like the Buccaneers job was like a last stop to where if he didn't show out on this team, then he may not be able to be a starter. He he may have to, to settle into being a backup. And the Buccaneers, they, they took advantage of the fact um, that, you know, Derek Carr, you know, isn't 100 percent and, you know, that defense isn't necessarily that great. And they had a time and the books, I believe, are in control of that NFC South division. Um, you know, he's connecting with his weapons. Mike Evans and Goodwin are looking great. They, they've got some rhythm and th- that defense is getting after him. Like you can't against these bucks it's going to be hard to to come back. Uh, because the you know the the weapons that they have from a defensive perspective uh, aren't going to allow you really to get back in the game, and the Saints they just got hamstrung. They couldn't really do anything. So hats off to the Buccaneers. The Eagles eke out a win against the Commanders. I mean, you talking about <laughs> you. Talking about like having to sweat out a game, man. I didn't. I th- I thought this was going to be a dominating win for the Eagles against the Commanders, especially considering the Commanders got dominated uh, the previous week. But they came out with something to prove, and even though the Eagles are four and zero because they beat the Commanders. That is a very suspect 4-0. That's a very shaky 4-0. And I've been saying it past couple weeks on the pod, the Eagles are gettable. The problem is they, they haven't played a team that knows how to put them away. But if the Eagles are going to play like this and be sloppy, one day they're going to try and flip that switch and it's not going to turn on and a team is going to catch them. I was really surprised that the commanders put up uh, what they did on them and uh, hats off to them. I mean, they, they almost won that game. I know there's, there's not, no such thing as a moral victory, but this was, this was hard fought. The commanders competed and I think that's what uh, you know the new ownership wants to see. That's what the fans in Washington want to see. They want to see competition. It's one thing to just get totally dominated, and it doesn't seem like you're you're not putting in any effort, uh, and you have a losing record. And that's not, and it's another thing to where people will know. Okay, we're not going to play the playoffs, but we are in the games. We're trying our hardest, and it's obvious. And um, you know. And the team is serious, and they they really are trying to win the game. There's a difference, and I believe the commanders, if they continue to build and get some more pieces, then they'll be a, a potential force in the NFC East uh, probably within the next couple of years, and it'll be a little tough. Um, but right now, it's it's the Eagles and the Cowboys, <laughs> uh, you know, who are fighting to to see who's going to dominate that division. They're the strong teams in that NFC East, but those Commanders they they aren't punks, so they they, they will fight. I'll, I'll give that to them uh, at least, you know, for for um, for what I've been seeing so far. But hats off to the Eagles, and again, 
what makes the Eagles a good team is that even when they they don't look great, they know how to win these these games. They know how to win more uh, games in this particular situation than lose them. And so, and that that's oftentimes the difference between you know champions and, and non champions. It's not that uh, champions don't have ugly games or ugly moments, but they find a way to win anyway. And that's what it's all about. Vikings Panthers. This was the ugly game. And uh, I mean, the Vikings eked it out, but both teams, it just is not, it's not their year. And it was, it was an ugly game. Now, if you were a, a, a Justin Jefferson fan, I mean, he, you know, he, he really helped you out, especially if you had a fantasy with his two touchdowns. He was a star. He, he was a star on the field in this game. Um, and I think he's probably the sole reason why the Vikings are a a threat is because he's just he's just so dangerous. But I mean the Panthers, they're 0-4. Vikings are one and three. Both teams, they they just don't have a lot going on. Uh, but the Vikings, they they found a way to win this game and and try to stay in the hunt at least a little bit uh, in their division. Steelers, Texans. I did not have this on my bingo card. <laughs> I, I I felt like the Steelers are going to win this game, and it felt like it was going to be close, but I didn't think it was going to be like this. Um, the Texans had control of the game from from the jump and they never relinquished it. Steelers can do anything and uh CJ Stroud is looking like a star and I would say he's a front runner for rookie of the year if if uh if you ask me uh because he's just he's showing out and he's leading that that Houston Texans offense really well. He's looking really solid, didn't make any real mistakes and um they rolled in Houston against the Steelers. And now there's a lot of talk going on with the Steelers where, of course, they're, uh, they're, I believe their OC, Matt Canada, is is uh, really embattled at the moment. People want him gone. And when you look at how their offenses run, you can't blame him. Um, I mean, some of that's with Tomlin. And, you know, Tomlin may have to, you know, real, you know, kind of reassess some things. How are we running our offense? Um, and because we can't roll, they can't roll that out. Uh, but man, I did not expect the Texans to come out like that and just dominate. Now, can they keep it up? Can they, can they uh, do it again? That that's what we got to see. Um, but man, I think uh, even though the Steelers are two and two, they have a lot of, of things to address uh, by getting because of how they got beat by the Texans. Uh, so yeah, great win for Houston. I, I'm, I'm happy for them because uh, Houston fans have haven't haven't had the best goal over the past couple of years. Chargers Raiders. I think I picked the Chargers to win this one, and and they ended up uh, taking care of business. Of course, with the Chargers, uh, you know they. They only won by a touchdown, uh, but 
it's like the Raiders, they had chances in this game. Uh, they started coming back in the in the second half. And, and the Chargers, they couldn't score. <laughs> the Chargers did all of their scoring in the first half, and then they just start laying goose eggs in the third and fourth, and the Raiders started to start to put some things together. Aiden O'Connell was in for Jimmy G uh, because Jimmy G was out with the concussion. Um, but they almost they almost came back and stole this game from the Chargers. So um, it's a win for the Chargers, but if you're a Raiders fan, you don't feel – absolutely crushed because the Raiders showed effort uh, trying to come back in that second in that second half. It looked like they were starting to figure out some things uh, against the Chargers. Um, but again, uh, you know, Khalil Mack uh, made sure that the Chargers secured that win. He had six sacks. That's pretty awesome. Um, and of course, I, I like watching Justin Herbert play. He He's exciting, but man, is <laughs> like we to 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 go to to not be able to put up any points in the in the second half at all. It's like, come on, Justin, come on, man, you gotta make something happen. Now on to Dallas. Cowboys rolled against the Patriots. I thought this was gonna be at least a little competitive, but the Patriots, they just aren't, I don't think they're gonna be really competitive this year. Is I thought they would be, but after getting shellacked like that, thirty-eight to three, yeah, they the Patriots just don't have it. It's not their year, and you really got to start asking if Mac does need to. And and I know there's been articles and everybody's talking podcasts, but I I, I think there's some legitimacy to it. Um, Mac may not be the guy in New England, and sometimes. The pick just didn't work out. You know, uh, potential didn't always uh, realized or what you think they have. Sometimes they just they may be able to do it on one level, but they can't be they can't be great on another. So uh, it, it may be it for Mac uh, in New England. And he, he may have to try it with a different team. But uh, the way the way is going, he's just not that guy. And. Um, Belichick may have to move on from him maybe earlier than he would like to, but they they really they 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 can't depend on him to to lift them, especially against a team like the Cowboys where they were just rolling and you know they're they're one of the more dominant teams in uh in the in the, in the NFL. So good win by the Cowboys at home, so that was pretty fun. Now the Niners, the Niners are rolling too. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, the dude scored four touchdowns. He's he's got to be the best running back in the league at the moment. Um just because of how like how dangerous that offense is in general and he's a he's a hard guy to bring down. I mean, <laughs> you you run through he, he He's a battering ram, and he'll wear down your defense. And they've got so many other weapons that they can utilize um, to to really give you problems defensively. But th- this was the Christian McCaffrey game for real. Uh, Brock Purdy he had uh, two eighty three in the touchdown. Ayuk uh, was back. He he had a hundred forty eight yards in the game. And the Cardinals, of course, is against the Cardinals, but I mean. 
it's hard to it's almost impossible to to defend that when you have so many weapons at your disposal. Um, so tough break for the Cardinals. It's not that they didn't try to fight, but Niners are just too good. Uh, Buffalo against the Dolphins. Now this was this was another one of those surprising shockers because again we watched the Dolphins put 70 points on uh, on the Denver Broncos last week. Historic, almost broke the record to to have the uh, the the biggest win in NFL history. Uh, and they they decided not to do it, but they made a statement last, you know, on on week three, and then the Bills make a statement on them <laughs> week four. So they 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 put seventy on the Broncos and then give up twenty eight to the Bills, and uh, Bills roll on this one forty eight to twenty. They took Tyreek out of the game. They and they found out that. The Dolphins, when, when they neutral, when you neutralize Hill, which is really extreme, which is really difficult, but when you neutralize him, now the Dolphins have to play a different kind of game, and it's not so easy uh, for them. And of course, Josh Allen and the Bills, they they have a really good offensive system uh, as well. They've got good players. But their defense is also better. And so uh, this was a statement win for Buffalo. It's a division matchup there. And they're letting the, the Dolphins know, hey, you guys think you all are, are the best. We're actually the best. So really good game. Um, glaring, surprising. I didn't think that the Dolphins would go down like that. But it makes sense that it's against the Bills because again, the Bills are trying to get back to to the uh, you know to deepen the playoffs. They want to get to the championship. They want to get to the Super Bowl, and I think this is they're still in, in 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 range. They still have a window where they can realistically uh, become a Super Bowl team, and that means that they have to show that they can beat the Dolphins uh, and beat them. They did so good game. For Buffalo. Bears. Bears, you had it. <laughs> you had this game and you lost it. You let Russell Wilson steal it from you. So the Broncos, they're they're down 21 to 7 going into halftime. And it's just looking like, oh my goodness. Like they're done. It's over. They just need to fire everybody, get Russell Wilson out of there, and just 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 punt the the whole year. It's over. Um, but they're the worst team in the league. But then they just start rolling back, roaring back. So it's like the Bears they went up twenty eight to seven, and then the Broncos just they they just scored. They went on a scoring rampage after that and figured out a way to force overtime and then win it 31 to 28. I mean, that was no, actually, they didn't even force overtime. They won it uh, with a late field goal to make it 31 28, and the Bears couldn't do anything. And you talk about it, if you're a Bears fan, like, I know they broke something. I know there were a lot of things that were broken uh, in, in homes 
throughout the Chicago metropolitan area because that was a loss where it's like uh, as the legendary late uh, coach Dennis Green said we we you know we they were who we thought they were and we let them off the hook like you, <laughs> you had them you had them what happened um, and but one thing it did show is that Justin Fields. There, there's still life there. He he actually can put up, put together some good games. He 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 actually can uh, put together some good showings. He he can get in the end zone. He can do some things. Um, but again, this, albeit against uh, less than stellar competition, but it's not that Justin Fields is terrible. But there are times where he's he's erratic and. The, his critics aren't wrong for for saying that he's just not consistent and that there are some issues that he has. But in this game, he showed that he can put some things together. He can put some drives together. Uh, he can make some stuff happen. He can he can put points on the board. But man, to not be able to stop the bleeding and just allow the Broncos to to steal that game. It also does show that it's like Fields may not be able to to win for your franchise uh, because these are the games where you if you're up by that much, you can't lose the game. And so you, you have to continue to keep your foot on the neck of your opponent so that they don't have an opportunity to come back like you. And if they start to try and, and power up, you got to you got to make some plays and put together a drive to stop that momentum uh, to, to bring them back down so that they can't get up. You, it's like you have to. That's the only way to to combat a comeback is that you have to continue to lay points up because now you make it harder for the other team to try and make up that difference. So tough loss. I love Shannon's analogy, Shannon Sharp's analogy of it uh, when he talked with uh, Ocho Cinco on the podcast, like, hey, you know, what they going to talk about more? Uh, you've been up $20 million, uh at the casino or losing it all. Uh, and that's what we're talking about is the fact that they lost this game. You were up. You had them. You were winning, and you just you just couldn't you couldn't bring it home. And so now they were you know they were on four, and man, it's it's, it's it was sad. But Broncos needed that win too, uh, because man, their their house is on fire. <laughs> Now, Chiefs, this game was wild. On Sunday Night Football, this game was wild. I thought that it was going to be a route and that the Jets had no chance against it. I don't think everybody did. Everybody did. Everybody picked the Chiefs like, oh, yeah, they, they, you know, this isn't a contest. Taylor Swift's in the house. You know, it's in New York. It's a party. Um, but it's not a party for the Jets fans. And if you would have watched... The first quarter, <laughs> if you would have turned the game off after the first quarter, then you would have thought, oh, you know, Chiefs are just, they just destroyed them. Uh, because it was 17 nothing in Kansas City. And then things started to take a turn because the Jets got this weird safety 
that I didn't think would ever, you know, would ever happen. I don't think I've seen it before. Um, but they get a safety on the Chiefs, and then all of a sudden they just start they start coming back. They start scoring, and the Chiefs really their offense couldn't match their intensity. I mean, Mahomes was throwing was 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 really reckless with the football and being a little loosey goosey, little little cute. I mean, and in the first in the first four to six games. You can get away if you're a team like the Chiefs. You can get away with, uh, I guess, being with, with being a little loose with the football if you know what you're doing. But they almost lost this game because the Jets, the Jets were fighting. It's like uh, Zach Wilson kind of came alive in this game and figured some stuff out. And it'll be interesting to see if he can translate this. I mean, he. He really took it to the Super Bowl champs and almost beat the Super Bowl champs. And if if that doesn't inject confidence into this young man, I don't know what will. Uh, he had a really good game. I mean, you know, he did throw the interceptions. He was really fighting. He had two touchdowns. He he started to put some stuff together where it's like, okay, there. So there is something. There is something to Zach Wilson. It's not like he's just devoid of any talent whatsoever. Um, but it just, yeah, he could he couldn't bring it home, and he had that costly late fumble, uh, and that that's primarily what lost him the game and allowed the Chiefs to get that field goal. But I mean, this this was a wild game. And uh, well, no, no, it didn't cause them to get the field goal, but it just it it decided the game because then you know the Chiefs they they were able to secure the ball and uh, Mahomes instead of scoring a touchdown he just goes out of bounds and you know that's game over. Um, but much to to betting fans' dismay because they you know they it, it's it means that that he screwed <laughs> uh, people out of winning money, but. The main thing is that the Chiefs won the game, and that's what it comes down to. You gotta win the game, ugly or pretty. You gotta win the game because a win is a win. If they would have won by one point or an eked out eight, we won the game, uh, and that's that's really what it boils down to. And so this would have mean this would mean that it's like the. For the Chiefs, the Chiefs are gettable too, but at the same time, again, because they have Mahomes, um, Mahomes is going to figure out a way to to get them to win. And for the Jets, it's not that they're terrible, but you got they they've got to win games like this that are close, um, especially with what they're dealing with from a personnel perspective. So um, tough loss. For for Jets fans on a magical night, this would have been a huge win uh, for for New York, especially considering what they're dealing with uh, sports wise. Um, Giants aren't necessarily that much better, uh, and and I mean the the flooding that they've been dealing, you know, that they dealt with and, and what that did to the city, and they, they've been going through a lot. So this would have been a great win, but they just couldn't. Couldn't bring it home. 
Then Monday Night Football, Seahawks just rolled over to the Giants. This wasn't even a contest. Giants couldn't do anything. Daniel Jones threw two picks. Seahawks, three and one. They're looking like they're going to be formidable again. But my goodness. <laughs> the Giants, the Giants, they're, they're definitely not the team that we saw last year and they've they've got some a lot of problems and and there were some issues it looked like Dayball is really frustrated with uh with Daniel Jones. I wonder what's going on with that dynamic. Uh we'll see what happens uh when they you know when they play again but they they've got to come out and have a better showing because their losses have been really lopsided. Um, they got destroyed by the Cowboys, and then the Seahawks just it just boat raced them too. So they 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 have to to come out and play better than that. So that was Week Four. We'll come back. We'll talk some Week Five. Check out my new book, My Daddy Taught Me. That's right. That's right. That's the new children's book that I have out. And it's a really cool story about uh, two boys that are going through a day of school. And uh, one kid named Caleb, he's doing some great things and, and having a great day. And his friend Jason's like, man, how'd you learn all this stuff? How can you do all the things you do? And his answer was simple. My daddy taught me. So pick it up on Amazon. Uh, you can pick it up also on my website. Uh, the link to both is in the description. And I know that you and your children will enjoy it. Pick up a copy of My Daddy Taught Me today. Week five picks. So, Thursday night, uh, the Bears and the Commanders played in D.C. And the Bears, the Bears finally won a game. I thought that the Commanders were going to win. Uh, and so that would have been my pick. So that uh, that that pick didn't, didn't take <laughs> because the Bears put 40 on the Commanders. Uh, they won 40 to 20. Uh, there were times where the Commanders tried to fight back a little bit, uh, but the Bears they just kept putting up points. They had double digit points scored in uh in three of the four quarters, especially that that second quarter. That was electric for them. They put up 17 and that's just that's really hard to overcome uh for most teams when they when you have that kind of onslaught and the Commanders they're just not that good of a team to um to be able to overcome that kind of play um, if if it's a route like that. Uh, so they just couldn't do it. And, uh, again, they put up more points in the third in, in, in the fourth quarter. Uh, they put like 13, put up 13 on the commanders. And but that's what you have to do. And that's what I was talking about, uh, you know, in the last segment. If you're up, you got to keep widening that gap. You can't just be stagnant. And and uh, you know allow the team to try and get back in it. You got to keep scoring. And the Commanders, to their credit, they put up eleven in the third quarter, and the, and the Bears were like, "Oh no, we're not, 
<laughs> the, the, what happened in week four against against Denver is not happening again. Um, they found a way to get DJ Moore off. My man had a big game, uh, three touchdowns, 230 yards receiving, uh, had on eight balls, uh, you know, caught. That's really good production. Uh, Justin Fields showed out. Um, and this is what people wanted to see from Justin Fields was that kind of play. Um, there, he, he's supposed to be exciting and we haven't been seeing that. So this was a, a really great game uh, for the Bears. And I think the Bears, even though they lost to Denver last week, it feels like they figured something out uh, or at least uh, saw something that they could do uh, in these games to utilize their weapons. And sometimes, you know, even in a loss, you can see some say, oh, we can do that. We can try this on defenses. And whatever they whatever they found out that worked, that was working against Denver before they collapsed, they they were using it against the commanders. And commanders really had little answers for what uh, the Bears uh, brought to them. So hats off. Hats off to the Bears. They got their first win. Still not gonna win. They're still not going to the playoffs, but at least they won't be winless. So that's that's uh something to be happy about if you're a Chicago fan. I think they really uh the, the fans really needed that kind of of win to make them feel a little better. And so I believe that um because the Bears won that the only team that that is without a win is the Panthers. So, um, and going into the picks for for Sunday games, they're not going to get their win against the Lions. <laughs> not in Detroit. It's not going to happen. So, Panthers are, are going to be playing the Lions. Lions are hosting at Ford Field. And um, it, it's it's not looking good. For the Panthers, I think that the Lions uh, should roll in this one. Now they're gonna—I don't think uh, Amara St. Brown is gonna play, um, but they should have their other weapons. And if they play smart football, this shouldn't be a contest. Uh, so I'm, I'm picking the Lions to win this one, and believe uh, uh, Vegas has Detroit favored by nine and a half. So that's a huge line. Uh, and nobody's expecting the Panthers to put up a fight. Now, now watch the Panthers win by 10. <laughs> you, you tell my people going to be mad. Uh, but the, I would also, if you're a Lions fan, you'd be like, you know what? That's on brand. When, when the Lions, when it's an easy layup, this, those are the games that they blow. So it's, it's almost a trap game. If you're, if you're a Lions fan, because you've seen, Many a seasons where, oh, this should be a layup for the Lions, and they end up losing it. So, uh, but by and large, I'm going with the Lions. They should win this one. Don't let me down, Lions. I'm really going to be mad. Uh, <laughs> uh, Giants, they're going to Miami to play the Dolphins. And, man, this isn't going to be good for the Giants. I mean, we they, – they got they – got, 40 put up on them. No, no, they, they lost to the Seahawks by uh by 20. And then they got 40 put on them by the Cowboys. What do we think the Dolphins are going to Like, the Dolphins put up 70 points on the Denver Broncos. 
if you're a Giants fan, you gotta be concerned. <laughs> if you're a Giants fan, you gotta be concerned. And if you're a Dolphins fan, like if you're if you're the Dolphins right now, they gotta be licking their chops. It's at home. They're at the Hard Rock Stadium. It's their kind of weather. Um, everything points in their favor. Vegas has my, the line with Miami by twelve and a half. Like we're we're anticipating a, another route, but I think for the Giants, you, you got to come out and you got to play with some pride, and that's what that's what we didn't see. Uh, when they played against the Seahawks, and and definitely when they when they played uh, against the Cowboys, they just they aren't they aren't playing with any pride. Uh, where's your fight? Where's your intensity? They don't have it, and it's gonna be hard to 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 get that intensity against this Dolphins team. I mean, so I, I feel for them. I mean, Tua and, and Hill. I don't know how the Giants stop it. And the Dolphins are going to be coming in ticked off because of how they gave up 28 uh, you know, to, to Buffalo. So they're really going to be mad. And if the Giants don't, don't come in with some intensity, if they don't come in looking to actually compete and, and make a statement, the Dolphins might break the record against the Giants. Because I don't see it. I, I don't really don't. Um, if they got beat by forty and, and they got beat by twenty against the Seahawks, I don't really give them much of a chance of being able to stop the Dolphins' offense. So, yeah, Dolphins are rolling on that one. Saints going to New England, going to Foxborough to play the Patriots, and you know. I'm going to go with the Saints. Why am I going to go with the Saints? Because I don't believe that the Patriots have it. I, I don't believe in Mac Jones. Um, their running game is so-so. Is um, it's on and off. And I just think the Saints will probably uh, put up, be able to, to outscore them. Defensively, we want to say the Patriots have a great defense, but they haven't shown it, uh, especially getting – 38 dropped on them by the Cowboys. We can't say that their defense is great. So it, it's a home game. So that might that might work out for uh, the Patriots, um, you know, but it's it's not looking good. So I'm going to go New Orleans uh, in this one. If the if the Patriots win, which is it's a game that they could win. It's a winnable game for them. Uh, I I wouldn't you know I'd be happy if they won, but at the same time I just I don't see it. So I'm gonna go with the Saints and Vegas. They have New England uh, by one and a half by one. Uh, so it's it's that's the line on on for them as as one <laughs> for New England. But yeah, I'm going Saints. Ravens going to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers, and I'm gonna go Ravens. Ravens, Ravens are, are are pretty solid. I think the Steelers are in disarray at the moment, um, and Kenny Pickett got hurt. So if he plays, he's net. He's not going to be a hundred percent. If he doesn't play, they got to have a backup in there, and uh, they're they're dealing with some issues. 
So I, I think the Ravens will be able to take advantage of this and get the win. It, the line is Baltimore uh, by four and a half. Eagles Rams. This game, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season, I would be like, oh, this ain't gonna be nothing. Eagles gonna run over them. You know, but now the what watching the Eagles struggle and sweat one out against the Commanders who got their behind handed to them by Chicago this past Thursday. I'm going I'm I'm go, I'm still gonna pick the Eagles, but this game is gonna be fun to watch. It's gonna be back and forth and uh, the I don't think the Eagles are going to be able to dominate uh, the Rams because the Rams they they've got some weapons they're they're looking like they're a little bit uh, better than they were last year so and it's it's in SoFi it's at SoFi in Inglewood Inglewood uh, so, <laughs> so it's it's gonna I'm still going to Eagles but Rams Rams are just gonna lay down. Uh, so they're uh, they've they've got something to play for, and they're gonna make the Eagles work for it. And who knows, they might steal one from the Eagles uh, because of just how how suspect the Eagles have been looking. Um, that that's very much a reality. Um, but the line is gonna be Philly uh, by four, and Again, if they lose, I would not be surprised. Bengals Cardinals. We talked about this. I talked about the Bengals schedule and that it doesn't look good for them. Um, they're they're getting ready to go on a, on a, to to play after this stretch. They're, after this Cardinals game, they're going to go on a stretch where they're just going to have to play a murderer's row of great teams and. I don't think that they'll be able to to easily get out of this one against the Cardinals because Cardinals Cardinals they 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 will compete. I mean they support they shocked the Cowboys, <laughs> and I mean even though they lost to the 49ers last week, it's the 49ers, and they but they still put up 15 against that team. So I think the Bengals are going to have their hands full with the Cardinals, and I'm actually going to go Cardinals. On this one, uh, the line is Cincy by three. I'm going to zag and say it's going to be Arizona who's going to win this game. Yeah, show me something, Bengals. Show me something. Uh, I don't. I don't trust Burrow if he's not a hundred percent. He's a different quarterback if he's if he's not healthy. And um, I just I don't think that they that they have enough to really to really uh, rack up points. And if this becomes a, a, a scoring match, I think the Cardinals can outscore them. So going to go with Arizona. Cowboys 49ers. This is a Sunday night football NBC. This is a Sunday night football game. The best teams balling it out. Who's the better team? Cowboys 49ers. It's a rivalry that we've been seeing this in the in, in the 90s. Um big time rivalry and maybe even in, in the late 80s. But uh Cowboys 49ers is, is great. It's gonna be at Levi's Stadium. And uh, 
the line is San Francisco by three and a half. This game could go either way. Um, if anybody's going to going to uh, to beat the 49ers, it's going to be the Cowboys. But I also think that the 49ers, they have, they have weapons that the Cowboys are really going to have to game plan for. And they're going to make it hard on uh on Micah Parsons. Now this was also a game where um they probably really could have used Trevon Diggs uh because because of what they're going to have to deal with from a a receiving standpoint. Um uh, it is not going to be fun, but they they're going to have to to shore up their defenses the Cowboys like that that secondary for the Cowboys they're gonna have the work cut out for them, and and their linebackers too. I, I think that their their linebackers are really going to have to fill those gaps and prevent Christian McCaffrey from uh, from breaking, like from from breaking away to to get some big runs. If they can if they can hold McCaffrey to like maybe what fourteen carries for fifty yards, then they they've had a really good game. And they've got to figure out a way to force Brock Purdy to look like Mr. Relevant. Uh, but again, I like Brock Purdy. I think Purdy is solid. Is he Tom Brady? Uh, is he Patrick Mahomes? Is he Dan Marino? Uh, or <laughs> no, no. Is he Peyton Manning? No. But what he is is a solid quarterback who knows how to run the offense well and distribute. He's a really good point guard. And they they cannot allow him to they they've got to disrupt his flow they've got to disrupt his rhythm they've got to get to him uh so that he can't just uh pick them apart uh, but for this game i'm going to go 49ers i'm going to go 49ers the cowboys i i like the cowboys in in this game but i i like the 49ers more um and so yeah, it's gonna be fun to watch. I'm gonna be excited to watch this one, and uh, man, I, I wish I could be in the booth and and, and call it with with uh, <laughs> with Chris and Mike uh, Tarico. Like I want to be the third man on this one because this is gonna be fun. So yeah, now uh, another. There's some other games that we need to talk about. I see I'm used to this being in some kind of order. I always take, I always look at the uh, the ESPN schedule, um, but but we'll we'll see. So going back to the one o'clocks, um, Texans Falcons. This game, mm, I mean, I wouldn't. Uh, it's not necessarily anything that you you know that that's going to generate any heat. I don't think it's an exciting game, um, but I do think it'll be a a really solid game. Both teams, you you gonna you know they do play, they do compete. I like the Texans a little more. Is uh, you know Falcons are hosting. I think the Texans might uh, might eke out a win. This one this one will probably be like maybe a, a twenty to seventeen or uh, you know. Something along those lines I can see happening. Uh, but Texans win this one. Uh, the line is actually Atlanta by one and a half. I just, I don't see it. I don't see the Falcons. If the Texans are going to play like they did against the Steelers, 
I don't think the Falcons can match that, especially considering the uh, the effort that they put up against the Jags. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't see the Falcons be able to. If it if they go down by two touchdowns, then the Texans are going to win this game. But the Falcons, in order for them to win the game, they're going to have to keep it close. Um, they they can't let the Texans get more than fourteen. They get more than fourteen. They're, they're not going to win that game. Titans-Colts. This one's going to be fun. I, I would want to see this one because the Colts are exciting. And the Titans, I mean, they, they have a really good, um, well-balanced team, even though they're off and on in terms of their, you know, their play. I would still want to watch this one. I'm still I'm going to give it to Tennessee because I feel like they're they're a little bit more experienced. Um, but it's not going to be a blowout uh, in Indianapolis. I, I, it's probably going to be like 25, 22, or 28 to you know 24 or something like that. Um, but I don't I don't see it being something where the Titans win the game 28 to 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 seven. I don't see that. Um, but because the Colts, they just they keep coming. And they they have an offense that does know how to produce. So it I don't think their defense is great, but they're going to get an end zone. So the Titans are going to have to keep scoring. Um, so that that's my pick. They're still going to go Titans. Line for Vegas is two and a half for Tennessee. Jets Broncos. It's a yuck game, but it's also a fascinating game. It's in Denver. The Broncos. They're they're feeling a little better because of that win that they they uh they pulled out against the Bears and um and so it it'll be interesting to see how they come out against this Jets team that probably feels like they've got a little bit of rejuvenation in them because I mean they 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 shook the mess out of the uh, the Super Bowl champs and almost stole the win um, but. The hope it, it, it's the Wilson game. It's Zach Wilson versus Russell Wilson, <laughs> uh, and the the hope is that Zach Wilson is able to 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 show the same fight, the same tenacity, and the same production that he did on a Sunday night in this game. And the hope also on the other side is for the Broncos. Russell Wilson to show that they can actually put um, that they can actually win, like actually go out and dominate a game and not just eke it out by the skin of their teeth. Um, but needless to say, this one will probably be an ugly uh, close one. Um, the line is Denver uh, by two and a half, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the um, I'm actually gonna go with the Jets. Here, because defensively, the Jets are going to, I believe the Jets are going to make it harder for, they're going to make it harder on the Broncos to score. Because I still don't think the Broncos really have anything, any weapons that somebody would need to be concerned about. Uh, And if you're the Jets, I would test, I would test their run D. And just, you know, just run the ball. This should be a, a really good Brees Hall game. Uh, maybe use Zach Wilson in, 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 in spurts. But make make the Broncos 
deal with with you know with your running game because I, I like Brees Hall. He's strong. Um, put the team on on Brees's back in this one, and they they should be able to overcome the Broncos deep. Now, the last ge- well, not the last game, but the second to last game is Chiefs Vikings. It's going to be in Minneapolis. Uh, KC, the line is uh, favors them by three and a half. And the Chiefs should win this game. I I, I don't see the Vikings um, winning it. I think it, it, it'll be competitive. But the Chiefs, I, I would be concerned if the Chiefs can't win this game. Then finally on Monday Night Football, it's Packers Raiders. Now, Packers, I, I think that this is a game where they they would win. I think that they're a little better than the Raiders. Raiders are going to fight. Um, Jimmy G's back, of course. But I just, for some reason, I like the Packers in this one. I think that uh, they're solid. Now, the the tough the tough news for the Packers is they're going to be without Bakhtiari. Um, he's out for the season. I guess uh, he has to get that knee surgery, so uh, he he can't play. Um, but I think the Packers should be able to put together uh, something to beat the Raiders. Uh, I don't see it being an exciting game, but it's an interesting Monday night football matchup. Uh, the line is actually Vegas uh, by two and a half. So, I mean, it's a game that the Raiders can win. I just... I just got a feeling. I'm not really confident either way, but if if you were to ask me to pick, uh, you know, my pick would be Green Bay. So that is that. And then uh, by week teams, we've got my Browns, Chargers, Seahawks, and Buccaneers. So uh, we're going to start now. We're going to have some bye weeks uh, where some teams are going to get some time off. So it's a, it should be a good week five of NFL action. And when we come back, uh, we'll talk some assorted sports and some wrestling. Hey, everybody. Damon here. I've written many books, and one is a children's book called Watch Your Temper. We all get angry when things don't go our way, but how we handle it is what really matters. When Brandon and Trick get into a squabble, the dad teaches them an important lesson about what happens when anger goes unchecked. If you want to read this book to your kids, if you want to acquire this book, go to smithbooks77.square.site, pick it up, read it to your little ones, teach them about how to handle anger the right way and not the wrong way. All right. In assorted news, uh, we got preseason going on for the NBA. And so that's that's exciting if you're a basketball fan, uh, because this season is going to be quite interesting <laughs> with, of course, with the, uh, the the big news coming out of Milwaukee, where uh, they Dame Lillard is out in Portland and they, they, they made the trade to send Lillard uh, to the Bucks, And so it'll be Lillard, Giannis, and uh, Middleton. 
hitting up the uh, the the big time stars for Milwaukee. That gives them some some uh, some really good firepower. And now teams are going to have to to figure out an alternate game plan to deal with them, uh, considering the fact that um, you know you can't probably just can't build a wall um, against Giannis anymore with with the sharpshooter that they have with Dame Lillard on the team now. So that's going to be interesting, and with the utility knife that is Chris Middleton. So they're they're going to be fun to see, and of course you know the Lakers they they retooled. Um, and uh, Phoenix, they're looking, they're looking pretty frisky. Boston, they they kept their nucleus together for the most part, but they got they picked up Porzingis, uh, so they're going to be interesting to watch. Um, it's it's hard to know what's going to happen in Philly because it you know looks like Harden's trying to force his way out again, um, but that this seems like that's what he does. He forces his way out of Houston. He forces his way out of Brooklyn. And now he forces his way out of Philly. It's just, it's, it's crazy, man. I don't know what to say about James Harden. I mean, when when, when this regular season time, you definitely need him on your team. I mean, he's, he's dangerous. But when, when, when you get to the playoffs, it's Ninja Vanish. (laughs) So... I, you know, I don't, it is hard to make, um, you know, sense of James Harden and, and I mean, I, again, I'm not an NBA player and I'm just a fan, but it's, it's just weird. His, his NBA journey is, is quite weird. Um, and I know he's a offensive threat, but at some point, he's got to prove that that he can win championships. Because if he can't win championships, then there has to be a cap on how he is valued. Um, and because if if he can't get you over the hump, then it's like we you you can't he can't be allowed to hamstring a team. Like he's been doing, he he can't have the leverage that he seemingly has. Uh, so that that's my thoughts on it. I know people probably shoot me, shout me down on it, but I I, I think uh, Harden is is starting to get into overrated territory. If you ask me, not that he's not a great uh, you know offensive player, but if it's not getting your team over the hump, you know it. We 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 look at these things. Oh, we got James Harden. It's like on paper, but it's at, at some point you you can't get excited. We we have to stop being excited about paper. Uh, we gotta we gotta be excited uh, when it comes to. It's like we gotta see it. It's like they've gotta prove it. it they've gotta be able to translate and take it off of paper and make it actually you know become reality and have impact, not just in the regular season. But in the playoffs, because while you can get all these regular seasons season awards, you cannot win the NBA championship in the regular season. You win the championship in the playoffs. And if you can't get regular season hardened to translate in, you know, and playoff hardened to look the same, if he can't be regular season James Harden in the playoffs, then 
he's we can't value him at a high level um, like other teams, you know, like we do other teams. I mean, when we look at Jimmy Butler, Butler's okay in the regular season, but I mean, he becomes a a, a beast in the playoffs um, and in in these games where, especially when it's tight, he just knows how to will, um, how to, you know, galvanize the team and, and, and you know, will them to wins um, and, and get the most out of the players. Now, he, of course, he ran into a, a wall with, with Denver, but when it comes to, to value uh, for a team, yes, Harden's Harden's a bucket getter, but I mean, if you were to compare the two, Butler's a more valuable player uh, than James Harden is because he's getting results. Say what you will, you know, Harden will probably Harden is one of the is, is ranked as one of the greatest uh, what seventy five players ever, but Jimmy Butler's been to more finals than him, uh, <laughs> and, and he's had to do it. Uh, you know, against really you know tough in, in tough situations. Now he hasn't won; he's on two in the finals, but he's he's been there. Uh, and Harden's had better talent surrounding him than Jimmy has. So I don't know how this turned into a Jimmy Butler uh, James Harden comparison, but I'm just I say all that to say that we got to start valuing. Uh, Hardened a little different because of the 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 what we see from a production standpoint. It's not like we're we're not watching these games. It's not like we're not seeing um, how things play out. And he's he's forced his way out of out of you know potentially three teams now. There has to be something said about that. Like it is we we can't be blind. <laughs> to that, so it's like I get it. It's like okay, well, you know, one case it wasn't it wasn't all hardened, but it's like three. At some point, we gotta start looking at you. So that's that. Not that Harden's not a you know a cool player and everything. He can get buckets, but again, it's it's more to it than just a regular season. You gotta you gotta do it when it. When, when it really when it really matters, which is in the playoffs. So with that being said, I want to take a look in at the Eastern Conference landscape. Uh, I would say that uh, in the Western Conference landscape, I would say that uh, the team that's probably coming out of the East uh, that's going to represent it, it's going to be between Boston and Milwaukee uh, this year. I think the Heat they take a step down for some reason. I just I because they were lucky to to. To, to get out of the plan um, because they almost got I think they almost got bounced out by the Bulls, uh, but they found a way to to power out of it and and get into the playoffs and they they went on a good run, uh, but I just I don't I don't see them rising uh, to the to the finals again. So it, it's going to be between the Bucks and the Celtics unless of course. <laughs> the the uh, the the looming threat, the looming White Walker threat over over uh, the NBA universe injuries. So if something happens to uh, Giannis or Dame on Milwaukee, or uh, you know Jalen Tatum or uh, well just uh, yeah Jalen Brown or uh, or um, Jason Tatum, 
then that totally changes things up. And then it, it, you would have an alley for uh, the Heat or the Sixers to be able to um, to try and snatch it. But it's it's between the Bucks and the Celtics, realistically. Um, I do see the, the Sixers and the Heat making the playoffs. Um, you might have... Uh, you, you may have something where uh, there's some surprising teams like I think the Cleveland I think Cleveland and um, and Indiana and Indiana oddly will probably make the playoffs as well I don't see Atlanta making the playoffs uh, the bills the, uh, the bills the Bulls might sneak in and the Knicks but the other teams I just don't see it I, I don't see it I don't think Toronto's gonna make it in if they do, that I don't see them being a threat to any of the other teams. But the East definitely is uh, more interesting. Uh, in the West, of course, is 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 still wild. <laughs> the West is wild. Um, I still think uh, when it comes to who's going to come out of the West, it's between the, um, I think it's going to be between the Suns and the um, and the Nuggets again. The Nuggets didn't lose much, and I mean, as long as the big fella uh, stays healthy, um, they they have balance on their team that's just really hard to to deal with. Uh, Phoenix, they've got firepower, but they're older. I think Phoenix is old. Um, they're they're in win now mode, um, but I just. I don't think that that they would be that they would be able to take down Denver uh, with how they with where they are now. Um, of course, the Warriors are always going to be in contention as long as you got Steph, Clay, and Dre. Uh, you know, in tow. The Lakers. I think the Lakers will do some damage. I I just don't see them coming out of the West. I think that uh, you know that the Nuggets and the Suns are just better than them. Um, and it's, it's not going to be easy uh, for them either because they got that Sacramento's still there. Uh, Sacramento's tough. Uh, OKC is, is probably going to be even more of a problem. We still got to deal with Memphis. You know, I think Dallas is probably going to be mid. I don't see Dallas being uh, really a, a playoff contender. I think they're going to be mid, but uh, they, you know, teams still have to play them. But Memphis is going to be is, is going to be something to deal with. Uh, Utah is always in the mix. Um, I don't see the Pelicans offering much resistance. Ironically, I really don't see Minnesota uh, doing an extreme amount of damage. No one knows what the Clippers are going to do uh, because. Again, with Kawhi, what you know, what Kawhi are we gonna get? Um, is he is he healthy? There, but the West is wild. I think that there's still when it when it comes to firepower and, and where the power lies, the power is still in the West uh, because all of these teams, well, most of this te- these teams uh, have a shot at being dangerous and. Yeah, I mean, we could we could be in for more surprises 
in the West than I would say we would be in the East. Uh, after when you look at the East, you got Milwaukee, Miami, uh, Boston, and um, what's the other team that I had said? Uh, Boston, and then uh, probably like Pacers, Sixers, Cleveland. Um, and then New York, and then after that, it's just it's a really big drop off. Uh, but with the West, you almost got <laughs> you almost got like three contenders in every division. So it's gonna be a dog fight um, to see who wins. I think uh, uh, I, I'm ex- I'm happy to see that LeBron's entering year uh, 21. I think it, it's gonna be fun to watch him play. Um, but again, I just I don't see them coming out of the West. Just con- considering all all the, uh, the 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 power that is currently in the West in the Western Conference, and of course you can't. It, we got to see what Wimby's gonna do with the Spurs. Um, I don't think anybody's really expecting much the first couple of years because we really need to see what what he's really got. But I mean, if if he turns out to be, you know, the next Kareem or, or Hakeem or something like that, then, I mean, we got to start looking at the San Antonio Spurs, too, depending on how they build, uh, you know, around him. So I definitely want to watch the uh, the, the Spurs games uh, that, that, you know, just because he's a he's a phenomenon. Like, I, I like those those really tall guys for some reason. I just I because. You look at it like, man, they should just dis- like destroy all competition, and it rarely happens. It rarely happens. But for a guy like Wimby, I mean, seven five, it's just fun to see that on the court. Hopefully, he can stay healthy. Um, but that I, I want to see how his career progresses. So that's the NBA. Those that's kind of where I see uh, things going from a landscape perspective who who's uh, the real contenders uh, versus teams that uh, maybe on the outside looking in uh, with baseball that's starting to to really round into form uh, with the you know with with where things are standing uh, they're starting to we're really starting to um, to get a handle on things I know the uh in the American League, you got the the Twins and the Astros. They're starting today. Uh, they're gonna start playing today, uh, you know, because this is you know looks like playoffs are starting. And so you got the Orioles and the Rangers. They're starting today. Uh, you've got uh, the the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks playing. This is of course this is the uh, the best of five series. You got the Braves. Which I think are heavy heavy favorites to win. Um, the Braves are have been really good this year, uh, and so I think that they'll um, they they're a really good lock uh, to to go deep into the playoffs. Baseball playoffs. Ba- baseball is just is so hard to predict because there's a lot of factors that that play into baseball. Um, and momentum really is is a real thing when it comes to baseball. Or it, it's hard to predict. I think it's the harder of the big three uh, when it comes to sports to predict. Uh, I feel like you can predict 
you can predict it with football. You can predict it with basketball. Who's going to be there? Who's not uh, based on the talent. Um, but with baseball, there's just so many nuances. There's so many different aspects of the game uh, that that uh, that have to happen for a team to win and, and how a team can lose it. So, but it, it's that's why it's, I'm never confident <laughs> when it comes to who's going to win the World Series uh, from a baseball standpoint. But I think the Braves have a good shot. That that's the best I'll say. They've got a good shot, and they um, they start against the uh, the Phillies. So yeah, today's a really good uh, baseball day, and um, <clears throat> I'm excited. It's it's gonna be fun. Gonna be fun to 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 see, and um, hopefully, hopefully we really get some uh, some good competition, and and I wouldn't be surprised. I w- I wouldn't be surprised. I wanna I, I wanna um you know be amazed. I feel like I always am amazed by who who wins uh, the World Series because it's like wow, how did they do it? You know how did they make it in. So yeah, um, but that's what we got. And actually, yeah, playoffs may may be uh may have already started. Of course, I'm a little behind because <laughs> I've been focused on football, but. Uh, We've got some really good, uh, really good playoff games going on today. So now when it comes to wrestling, wrestling has been really exciting. I know we had No Mercy NXT um, the the previous week, and that was probably one of the best No Mercies ever. Um, A lot of great matches. We saw Trick Williams win uh, his first major uh, singles title and that was uh, against Dominic. I didn't think that he was going to beat Dominic and uh, you talk about just blowing the roof off the place. That was that was pretty dope. I was happy for uh, for him and um, I didn't think that uh, Dragunov was going to beat Melo because it's like wow y'all have you know Trick win and Melo lose but Melo lost a very violent very hard fought uh, matchup. Dragonoff is the truth, though. I, I, I like watching Dragonoff uh, wrestle. Um, so it was it was a really good card. And now you've got Fastlane uh, tonight, and the buildup has been great. And there, all these matches, I think wrestling fans are going to be invested in. Um, and I would say Fastlane the is is dominate you have some singles matchups but fast lane's gonna really be dominated uh by faction warfare uh because you got the lwo going against bobby lashley and the street profits in the six-man tag and from what if you were watching smackdown yesterday um you know street profits and lashley they took out uh two two members of the uh you know of the LWO and one of those members was going to be uh, the the third man in the match. So now uh, Ray has got to figure out who the third man is going to be, which means that we could get a a nice fun addition uh, to to that matchup that the fans are going to be happy to see or at least surprised uh, to see. But man, that move that that uh, that the Street Profits did 
where Dawkins knocked the guy in the air and then uh, Montez just, uh, you know, German suplexed him on the outside. Like, that was pretty dope. I mean, that, that'll that take out anybody, or almost anybody in a sense. Uh, that's a really good tag team move. Um, so I really hope that Lashley and the Street Profits work, but I agree. I actually really do agree with Lashley when he, re- he really got mad at the Profits because it's like, he was basically saying, like, you got to pull the trigger. Like, you you have to understand where you're at in the grand scheme of things. Yes, people like you. Yes, people think you're cool. But you're middle of the road. You got to make a decision. You got to pull the trigger. Do you really want to be the best or do you want to stay mediocre? And for the, for, uh, for the longest time, that's where the Street Profits have been. They've just been kind of mid. Um, you know, they... they they win some, they lose some, but they it doesn't seem like they have the real hunger to really get over the top. And Lashley's going to bring out that that viciousness in them uh, that you need to take over and, and take what they want, which is the gold. And so I, I, I really do think that their partnership can yield some profits. <laughs> but I also think it's going to... Um, pave the ways for some actual some for, for some development because I think Montez is a star and I like Dawkins and them as a team and they don't have to 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 uh, have a turn where Tez turns on Dawkins or vice versa but I think that they can do something where it's like uh how how the uh, the APA broke up where it's like you know what we had a good run and we've gone as far as we can go with it. Let's shut, you know, let let's shut the business down. You know, let the the, the street profits are are uh you know are riding off because we've got some solo things that we want to achieve. Because Tez is a star. Tez, I think, is a future uh you know major champion. And this this should begin a a catalyst to to start to pull him away to where we can really see what Tez has got. Um, but it should be, again, it's going to be a fun matchup. I think this LWO, this is probably the biggest run that the LWO as a faction in history has ever gotten. And I think that they're, that, that it's a, that people care about the LWO. I think that they're, that they're resonating with the fans. I think that they're over. Uh, and so, um, especially with Ray being the United States champion, they actually needed that to elevate them, uh, their profile as a faction because they were kind of floating in a sense as well, even though it was a cool thing that Ray did. It, he needed to have some gold in that faction to really make them legit. Um, now, Ballard, you also got more more warfare. You've got uh, Balor and Priest of Judgment Day against Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso, uh, two of the three big, two of the four biggest baby faces currently active in the WWE right now. And I would say active because John Cena. I, I want to say three, but I have to remember that John Cena is is pretty active. <laughs> in the WWE right now, so it's you've got the the uh, the Mount Rushmore baby faces currently. You got Cody, you got Jay, you got uh, you got LA Knight, and you got John Cena. Those are the uh, the on the four top baby faces uh, right now. Um, as much as I and the reason why I didn't say Seth is because I just feel like Seth walks the line. 
like technically Seth is a baby face, but <laughs> I feel like Seth, Seth could he's a different kind of baby face and baby face and Seth is is he could go heel, he could go baby. I just think that people just he's he's over to the point where, you know, but he's still kind of like a tweener in a sense. And the fans are okay with that. And that, and that's all right. You know, Seth kind of is, is is above the pack. And even though he's the, he's the champion, he's technically babyface champion. But it's just, I think when it comes to heat and hot, it's it's those four. It's it's Cody, Jay, uh, La Knight, and and uh, and Cena because of course Cena is Mister Babyface. So Seth will probably be the fifth. Uh, the fifth baby face on that, but he's kind of on his his own thing, um, and he's got to he's got to really bring it against Shinsuke because he he barely got out of the last match uh, against Shinsuke, and you know the Judgment Day they probably should have have cashed it in there, but in a last man sta- in a last man standing match. Even if I, I I do think that if they were gonna pull the trigger, this would probably be the uh, the night to pull the trigger uh, against Seth Rollins because it's gonna be hard to to keep Shinsuke down for ten seconds, and with Seth dealing with a back injury, and Shinsuke knows that, and Shinsuke can use weapons at his disposal. It's gonna be hard <laughs> for Seth to get out of this unscathed. And if you're priest, I mean, this is the time to pick your bones, cash in that title, uh, because they're also trying to make a statement to the bloodline that we actually run the WWE. So in order to truly do that, or truly make a a a, a, a huge statement against that. Priest needs to cash in tonight because now you 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 truly do have all of the gold from a except for the universal title, but you you know you've you've got a lot of the the, the gold that matters. You know from a you got the women's gold, you've got the the NXT gold. Uh, you've got the tag team gold, and you would have world heavyweight championship gold. I think that that would really make a statement, make an impact, and send a message to the bloodline because that's where this power struggle is, and it would actually give the Judgment Day more leverage to try to garner a partnership uh, with the bloodline um, because it's like, hey, you can't deny that we're the stronger faction. Now, women's championship triple threat match. I think this is going to be a fun one. EO, Charlotte, and Asuka. Um, it's, I think that the, it's going to be tough to because the, the title could go either way. I would like for EO to retain it, but um, it's anybody's match. I wouldn't even know who's going to win. I could see Charlotte win. <laughs> I can I can see Charlotte winning it, um, and and maybe Bailey costing EO, and and now there's this thing where EO's out of uh, of damage control, and uh, and she gets to really be a babyface, 
So I could I could see that happening um, so that Charlotte can make history, um, much to the dismay of the fans. But at the same time, I mean, hey, it's right there. Why not? Uh, so and then uh, the main event is going to probably be Cena and LA Knight versus uh Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa and, and I know people are kind of farting on the whole Jimmy Uso thing what's going on with him but I'm enjoying it I, I think he he is a maniac <laughs> right now and I love the dynamic between uh, Jimmy and, and Paul Heyman because Heyman does not like Jimmy <laughs> he, he, he's concerned I think he's he's concerned like he's He's really concerned because Jimmy's trying to do too much. Um, and if this was a mafia thing, you know, Jimmy would probably get whacked. But, <laughs> but, and I definitely want to see when Roman comes back next week, I, I gotta see how he come at Jimmy because he, he, he gonna have to say something. He go, he's going to have to say something to Jimmy because Jimmy wilding out. And he got it. If Jimmy really want to be in a bloodline, he gonna have to really chill out. So that that's gonna be fun. Uh, it's gonna be a really great match. Um, if I was to say who would win, I think Cena and LA Knight take it. Um, it it's a it's a match that they should win. But if but if the bloodline does win, it'll be because of shenanigans. So. It's going to be a really good pay-per-view. I'm excited about it. Fastlane, Peacock. Uh, show starts at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check it out. Get your popcorn ready. And that's DLS Central today. Um, so thanks for listening. I, I appreciate you listening to me. Uh, I know I'm long-winded. <laughs> but uh, thank you for listening. And uh, let me know your thoughts. Send me a, um, you know, like respond to the to the post for the podcast. Uh, let me know what your picks are, what you what you like, what you don't like about uh, the NFL, NBA, uh, you know, MLB, WWE. Uh, so looking forward to it. And I will catch you next week. God blessed. God bless you all. Stay strong and keep God first. Peace out.